to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya, and Tish, where you can. Wow, why would y'all that? that? I'll be straight up forgetting the whole like, let's get it done. But that's okay because that's how we best friends. So I'm going to remind you where you can get it done, get it done. With Fish and be on your come up with Koya. Um, today we are super, super excited because we are kicking it with D'Artagnan J. Connor, founder and CEO and head chef of Desserts. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who, as Tabitha Brown says, are late to the party, uh, D'Artagnan is my baby brother, uh, but he is the better version of all of us Connors, I would say. the light of my life. And he is a serial entrepreneur, and today he's going to let us know a little bit about how he's created his own opportunities and leveled up and continues to do so. So... Um, I call him WAP, but his name is D'Artagnan. So for these purposes, for everybody, we'll call him D'Artagnan. <laughs> Thank you for having yeah, me. They don't, they don't get to do that yet. They don't get to say that. We're not at that level yet. Yeah, they ain't there yet. One day, they ain't though. They ain't there yet. Buy some merch and we think about it. Now we can talk. Get a cupcake or two. I'm just saying, get, get a cupcake. We'll talk about it. Then I could be WAP for sure. Right. <laughs> Well, now everybody's calling me Koya, and before, nobody called me Koya, but because of the podcast, everybody's like, Koya, and it just, it hits in like a mm -hmm. different way. Like, what, you know me like that? <laughs> like, what is going names. I'm just like, yo, but I mean, you know, your fans, be people who like the work that you do, they do become like your friends, and friends become your fans, I guess, and vice versa. So, and, and your and I'd be honored for a few strangers to think of me as WAP. I must be doing something right then. Right. <laughs> so, um, so D'Artagnan, yes, what was the inspiration for starting Desserts? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to like start your own business and give us all of that? I'd be honored to. So I actually started desserts around this time in 2015. I was fresh out of high school, 18 years old, and I knew I wanted to go away to school, but circumstances stopped me from going away to school, but I still needed help funding my education. So I know I wanted to go to school for business and entrepreneurship, but I didn't all the way know how I wanted it to come about yet, but I knew I needed help. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And when I was 10 years old, I had a business by the name of D'Artagnan's Desserts. So I just looked at it in that moment, fast forward, let's flip it, let's rebrand it. We learned a lot of things in Legal Shield the months before. I say we as in myself and you. Um, we learned a lot of things a few months before about branding and like how to really do legitimate business. Um, so I tried to take those lessons I learned from there, apply them to desserts and really like brand myself. So when it came time to naming, I didn't go with D'Artagnan's desserts again because my name isn't the easiest to pronounce, but I want to make sure it catches you. It gravitates like the audience and everybody could just say it, roll off the tongue easily. So after a few weeks, we came up with the name desserts and naturally the slogan one slice at that time may change your life. <laughs> Two years later, we got, we, we upgraded, we were confident in it. And at that point we knew one slice would change your life, but it really just started off of needing help to fund my education and trying to make a way out of no way. Uh, honestly. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, go ahead. Now I was going to say, man, 10 years old and having, I mean, okay. That's, you know, <laughs> I, you know, you know how I feel about this. Okay. Like when I was ten years old, I was running outside playing with 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 balls and stuff. But but kids, these kids these days at ten years old, they're starting businesses. Yeah. Ten, ten, ten years old, wow. Okay, it's I'm crazy too because if I was ten now, doing half the things I was trying to do in the early two thousands, oh, it kind of be over. But yeah. I'm just here now to be a vessel for the next generation. To let them know, no, you got things going on and you need to understand what you can really accomplish in this moment. Right, right. Oh, that's right. And just for everybody listening, um, like he cooks like a 
old lady from the south. Like he made me 23, but even when he was 10, he could make like a pound cake, like somebody, like an old 80 year old in Mississippi. (laughs) So it's not like, he's not up here making your just whatever type of little cupcakes, you know, Mm -hmm. like make a red velvet case. Tell us a little bit about the big view. Well, we, okay. So we started off, like I told you, we started off around this time and we launched Thanksgiving 2015 with our seven up cake and our pound cake started off at $40 a cake. And from there, quickly got introduced to the real life of business. Um, People that are friends, whatever, uh, colleagues, had a lot of comments uh, and a lot of perspective on what I wanted to give the people uh, to honestly help fund my education at that. That was just crazy. (laughs) Um, But it taught me a lot and helped me. So in that moment, I launched with the 7-Up Pound Cakes Thanksgiving, double-backed Christmas with the same thing. And at that point, we were doing pretty good. I think I had started promoting maybe the week before Thanksgiving. And I think I might've got like 10 cake orders, 10 to 14 doubled up. in I think that December I may have made over 20, uh, seven up cakes and pound cakes to where I was building a name, a little traction to where it told me, okay, well, I learned a lot of lessons quick because being that I was selling helped me understand just cause people are making comments about certain things. Don't pay too much attention to those people because they're really not even your customers. Your customers are actually sitting here buying your stuff. So pay attention to that and try to drown out the noise. Um, 18-year-old me gave a, a more um, more excited response than a, a 23-year-old me would give now. But it took time. had to refine my game. Um, but then we fast forward into... Um, Valentine's Day 2016, and that's where we unveiled our red velvet cupcakes and our raspberry swirl cheesecake. And at that point, that's where we knew there's no better way to show your partner you love them than with desserts. We kind of decided to take it to another level at that point. Um, (laughs) Since then, the red velvet cupcakes have become one of our top sellers, hands down. People cannot get enough of them. You haven't had red velvet until you try desserts red velvet. Wow. Right. What were the comments? What were the comments? Um, How dare you charge $40 for a cake? Have you lost your mind? You crook. Mind you, some of these people that are saying this to me, like there was a girl I went to high school with that said it, you know, and from my perspective, I think she comes from a well-off situation. Mm -hmm. Got to go away to school and is living her life from my perspective. Where I am in that time, people don't know, but I'm going through a lot of personal family things and didn't go away. And now I'm looking at all my friends go away. So I'm just trying to hold it together and have the best mindset as possible. And I'm from Richmond, California, where a lot of people my age choose to do a lot of different things Mm -hmm. than go sell some cakes when they're in a bad time. So I was getting really sensitive at the end of the day when somebody has something to say about me calling me a crook a con, how do I charge this, that, and the third? And it's like, I, I really wanted to be like, how dare you say something to me when you don't know what I'm going through? You don't know why I had to start this business. And also, you don't know all the time and effort I put into making these cakes be what they are to give to the people to where if you can't buy it or you can't afford it, just mind your business. Because I promise you, I wasn't my target market at that time frame. So I'm not even sitting here making it seem like I can go out and buy a $40 cake because I wouldn't have. But that's not going to stop me from selling one in that moment because I had to go after an opportunity. And mind you, some of these people over time have become customers. Um, We've Mm. been able to have conversation through some of these issues. Growth, honestly. Um, One thing in this entrepreneurial business, like... um, Excuse my French, but my dad is quick to say opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And that is something to really live by because you'd be surprised how often everybody wants to come give you their opinion as it pertains to business. And then don't realize that it's just an opinion at the end of the day. Um, But it's just something that you kind of got to deal with while you're um, doing business. But like I said, some of these people have become customers, relationships still intact. It's just like, just got to know how to talk to people in this game, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So Wap, how have yeah. you been, um, how have you prepared yourself for opportunities as they presented themselves now that you kind of, you kind of figured out like what's going on with the business and it's been a couple years. What are, what are some things that you've done to prepare yourself? Well, I actually went on a few roller coasters through this last five years now. We're kind of in our five-year anniversary, by the way. Um, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, we definitely went through some roller coasters. Our first year, we were getting the ball rolling. Um, like I said, we had our cakes, our cupcakes. Later in that year, I added pies to the menu as well. Um, with everything we do, the crust, the icing, the fillings, everything is from scratch, from hit, top to bottom. Um, so like I really put pride into like really making sure my um, my uh, recipes were to a good enough place to where they're ready to hit the menu. Because I'm saying one slice will change your life, so I can't just hit people with anything. Um, mm -hmm. So I really took that time and grew it. We had another Thanksgiving special that year double backed and pretty much until 2018 um things were kind of on the up and up consistently those last few years then that summer i started doing merchandise like right here we had the desserts merch uh with the one slice would change your life on the back and that was a whole new venture because i had started it in 2018 right as i was preparing to transfer to uh, cal state dominguez hills so my business has grew from um, word of mouth a lot and just from consciously networking and using my parents' connections, my family connections, and I'm deep rooted through here. So it wasn't hard to find an opportunity to give somebody a cake, you know? Um, but I was going out there and my first launch right before I left, I had a small shipment of like 40 shirts, 20 hats, whatever, right? Black and white, kept it very simple, sold out in a week got a lot of traction uh. from that. Like, oh, let me get the hoodies. Let me get the long sleeves. Let me get the camo. Let me get this. Uh. My business. Everybody listening, take notes. <laughs> give the people what you want to give them. Have your game plan. Have your structure. And you force feed them as you go on your time. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on all of those yours and yous. Only because I did that and I doubled back the second time and right before right as I was like in the first two weeks of being away at that, I decided to order a huge shipment, $2,000 worth of merchandise. I got 40 shirts, 40 long sleeves, 40 hoodies, an assortment of hats. And there was a huge lesson to learn through there. Um, because in that new environment, I had to rebrand myself. Like no one just knows desserts, one size will change your life until I tell them about it now all over again. So and in the clothing business, it's a whole new business I was starting at that moment, not even necessarily realizing it as that, but it definitely was because you go about marketing, promoting, and like giving things away very differently in the clothing industry than you would in the food industry. So I had to learn a lot in that year. Um, and I rode around from August to May with that stuff in my trunk. Um, I sold some stuff along the journey, of course, but come May, I ended up giving away like the rest of the hats and like the last two, three shirts I had left at this um, Real Manhood 101 event uh, that went on. Shout out to my god brother. Um, does some great things out in SAC. Um, but yeah, so I learned a lot of lessons there. And that's kind of where Desserts kind of hit, um, hit one of his biggest roadblocks because I had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do next while trying to make, figure out what makes me happy at that time as well. And that was a hard thing to do. And now I'm kind of like in a new environment, going through some growing pains and mm -hmm. I know what I want to ultimately do, but now some other things are kind of starting to come into play in that journey. Um, but fast forward, I learned a lot and got to refine my game and, didn't do much of 2019 uh, and honestly didn't do much in 2020 as well. I was in a very rough space, but like most of us, like well, honestly, us. Um, <laughs> God is amazing. I kid you not. Amen. Two months ago, I wouldn't be able to have this interview in this manner, but in the last maybe month and a half, almost two months, God, it's like God has touched me and said, uh, okay, it's time to wake up. It's time to go get it again. You know the game plan. We mapped this out. I know you think 
um, everything was off the table now, but you'd be surprised to see now is actually the time to go get it. And that's uh-huh. kind of what these last few months have been feeling like. So like I told you about all the lessons I learned in that moment in time. Now I recently got me an embroidery machine, a heat press, as I've been gearing up for my relaunch with my merchandise, we have something here for the sisters. Um, we got some okay. we got this going on with some uh, black queen on there, strong African roots. Yeah, you know, like if we're gonna come back with some merchandise, we might as well do it for the sisters to get home. <laughs> Um, honestly um but yeah i got the heat press i got uh my embroidery machine so i've been learning about that i also decided to before i get um back out there i wanted to add beignets and peach cobbler to my menu as well so at this point we was uh in the fifth ward or something because then talk about this a little bit so just for people on here, yeah. when he goes, let's because you you sliding over some humongous things. Because when you go to create a recipe, it you call it I'm in the lab. I'm for you sure go, in the lab. like it's you don't roll out anything. There is there's like months and months of trial and error because, like you said, you only want to give a quality product. And also, I mean, you recently got a commercial kitchen. I did. Yes, yes. Honestly, and that's kind of major. (laughs) Yes. So um, it's really interesting that you're speaking about um, all of these things because we've been talking about that on the show, which is now is a great time uh, that now is a great time and a humongous opportunity for different people to really like level up because of everything that's happening within our country. Um, And like you said, not playing scared, but just identifying opportunities as they come. And so you talked about kind of like going through a rough patch. A lot of entrepreneurs and artists, they find themselves on that emotional uh, entrepreneur uh, roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all have found ourselves there. Um, What things do you do uh, to stay motivated and inspired when you reach rough patches like that, both good and bad? Like what practices do you have and what advice can you give to other people when they um, find themselves in that that position as well? Um, Over the last few years, I've put a huge emphasis on focusing on my mental health. So I think more so than anything, that alone. Um, I've realized I have anxiety and maybe a few other mental health things going on with myself that I can no longer ignore, not to say I was purposely ignoring them. Um, I'm still young, so it's kind of like you start to learn new things about yourself the older you get. Um, Like I talked about those growing pains, Um, start to figure certain things out. But I think trying to go on walks, um, I realize a walk can do a lot for me and my mental, um, as well as just trying to stay active. I, I didn't do a good job over this quarantine time frame of really being healthy. Like I got to like my tip top shape right before everything had happened. And while everything had happened, I had just kind of just stayed in my bed and I didn't do a great job of following my tips and tricks, but I'm trying to get back on track now as I'm getting things going. But I'd say just trying to pay attention to yourself more so um, in any way that is. Um, I listen to like audio books. I, when I'm kind of dived into entrepreneurial things or like helping kids or helping the next generation or things like that, that kind of boosts my morale naturally. So I kind of try to focus on those type of things a little bit and just do certain things that are kinder to myself. A try. <laughs> no, but that's, I, I think that's something really important because one of the things that we keep stressing on the show to a lot of people who are seriously considering um, being artists or entrepreneurs is that you have to really be in the mindset to do it, you know? Um, And it doesn't matter. And I think we've kind of touched based on this. It doesn't matter what your intentions are, how ambitious you are. I mean, you'll see people in the height of their careers and they'll say, I need to take a mental break, you know? So I think it's really important that people understand that when, when you are out here trying to make it, like you gotta prepare yourself. I know one thing my husband always says to me, he was like, when you get to a certain place, will you be ready? And I'm like, 
I always say, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm working hard, but it's not mm-hmm. about it's not about like the work. It's about the mind. Like, will you That's be ready mentally for all the things that will come your way? Like, how are you preparing yourself for that? So I've taken that really seriously over the last couple of years. And I think it's important that viewers know that they need to take it seriously as well. Like, don't say you want it, prepare for it. Right. Prepare for it. Like that mindset, serious, serious pop. Because wealth and success is a mindset first. I've read so many books from, I've read so many books and talked to so many people who have reached certain levels in their careers, certain levels in their business. And they all say the same thing. They're like, I had that mindset, but before I got the money, before I got the opportunity, I, you know, I developed habits, like seven habits of highly effective people. I developed habits and those habits led me to accomplish those goals. And those, and those goals allowed me to accomplish, you know, different milestones. Mm -hmm. And that's when the money and the opportunity came, but it all, started like you said tish with the mind and i think we 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 stress that a lot on this show but i don't think now we're kind of in like a whole mental health like explode where everybody's all like i'm woke and aware and conscious but it's still a little bit of a um of a facade a little bit because you can be open at some times, but sometimes it's like, oh, well, I you have to have it together. You can't be open and honest and vulnerable and say, I'm going through X, Y, and Z, especially in the entertainment industry. For you know sure. Everybody saying? doesn't give that safe space for you yes. to be vulnerable. Because being vulnerable isn't easy either though. So it's yeah. like, I try not to stress it to people. Like I don't really have a problem being transparent and like kind of just laying it all out there. But I, I understand like, the the reserves that can come to a person not necessarily wanting to put themselves out there because you don't know how it's going to be received and people are going to take it however they want. Right, right. Well, that brings me to um to our our next point, which is you're you're a young black man, and in our current like you know uh, the climate of our country, mm-hmm. um, how have let's see. How have you seen more support as a black business owner with like recent with the all like the recent initiatives to support black business businesses? Like what is what is your current experience been in this climate as an you know African American black man and business owner? Um, I haven't necessarily seen the um any necessary advances come to me per se as a black man, black business owner. Um but I know there are potentially some things boiling up right now um, for us opportunity wise. So just trying to keep my eyes open to see what's maybe out there. But I decided to kind of take the path in my own hands to an extent when I was in that really bad space and decided to dedicate the last few months to getting my real estate, California real estate license. And I feel like that move alone is kind of what's going to help me get where I kind of want to be as a black business owner. Mm, so yeah. you're diversifying. So now you have shirts yeah. and you have DC. Homes by D'Artagnan. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, I actually decided to get my uh, real estate license because I was trying to start a preschool slash after school program called Our Small World, where we're going to instill the entrepreneurial mindset into the next generation. So through trying to figure out how to bring that to life, I started looking a lot into buildings and spaces and all this like, oh, okay, this costs this much or okay, well, this means this. Oh, well, there's equity in here. How can I use that as leverage? So I was trying to figure out all of these things probably around December and they were all new to me. So through trial and error, was trying to gauge it. Um, But that kind of led me once the year went and how it went, I obviously wasn't in the position to start the daycare. So while sitting there, I decided to look more into getting my real estate license because I was like, I'm already paying so much attention to this. And I know owning the land or ownership in general is big um, for me in general. So it's like, and I want to get something soon. So I said, let me just get into this. I have nothing to lose right now. I'm not taking classes in this moment. So what do I have to lose? And in seven and a half weeks, I could be gearing up to take my test. So for a hundred dollars online, I might as well give it a try. So that's kind of what led me to giving it a try. And even in that moment, I didn't know how 
enthusiastic I was going to be about getting into the field because at first it was more so just like there's nothing to lose by having it. But as I got further along the months from April to actually getting the card in my hand by September 15th, I think, um, it helped me realize like, oh, no, I want to brand this up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to incorporate desserts with it. We're going to come all the way around. And this is an opportunity to help me invest in property, help educate others like ourselves. And like owning land is the number one key to getting that generational wealth that we all talk about. Right. So I now knowing what I know, I highly recommend to everybody damn near getting this because it's nothing to lose but so much to gain, you know what I mean? For the investment that I put in, if I go make a sale, I already got to make that back tenfold. But now when I want to go and get something for myself, get something for my family or help a family member be well represented, now I could just do it. And at that point, I've been preaching at Deserves, we can get you what you want, need, desire and more. And at this point, we're just kind of making that come more into fruition. That's so interesting. I, I I forgot where I used to go. It was like this equipment house that I used to go to and they had a cookie business mm-hmm. and uh, and um, but it was an equipment house. They had a cookie business. And when I would go there, they would just have their cookies just sitting at the front desk. And I would just mm-hmm. like every time I would be like, Darn, these cookies are good. Where do you get it? And they're like, oh, the owner has a cookie business. So when I was in New York, I would go to her cookie business mm-hmm. at the desk. They had the cookies, and every time I went in, and I was like, "Dang, I got to figure out where they get these cookies from." Oh, yeah. they, we never would like promote it like that. You would just come in and eat it, mm-hmm. and you would be like, "Oh, well, where do you get these cookies from?" They're like, "Oh, go down here, go there," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see how you guys are doing." I'm sure, trying to put them together just like that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so let's see, Wop. So you kind of talked a little bit about how your business was affected by COVID nineteen. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because so many students like were in college and then like the pandemic broke out and then they just had to like redirect and revamp their life, their lives. So you had a business and you were a student. Like, how was that experience for you? Because I mean, I can't, I can't imagine like I, I, you know, you know, I graduated like during the height of the re- recession. So as mm-hmm. a millennial, there were no jobs to receive us. And so I feel like, you know, millennials, we kind of, we went through things just a little bit more delayed. Like we got the jobs a little bit like delayed. Mm-hmm. We're buying homes uh, later. You know, we're getting married later because we're like trying to get our lives together. But I really feel like um, a lot of students are going to be are have been affected and they are going to be affected and see the aftermath of what has happened. I mean, you have kids that were out of school that didn't even graduate. You got some little kids that didn't even learn anything. Like, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, no, nah, I agree with you. Um, personally, I had actually just came back home maybe last few weeks in February between us in the room and the audience, I had a mental breakdown and I had to come home and decided to dedicate the rest of that semester. And if the year if needed to focus on my mental health in that time frame. So there was no business. There was no other business. There was no school at that moment. It was just me and my a billion thoughts and trying to figure out how to process it all through. And then two weeks later, now the world's in a pandemic on top of what I was feeling. And in that moment, while I came home and was supposed to work on my mental health, at first I'm very, I could be a very stubborn person and I can add extra pressure to myself regardless if it's warranted or not. Um, and through that, like when I first came home, I was so focused on, no, I need to establish my independence. I need to do that. I don't want to stay here no more. I don't want to like, there was a lot of, I don't want us and what I need to do. So for the first few weeks before the pandemic broke out, I came up with three new ideas of what I was going to do just to try to prove a point that I am okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to start this, um, this shuttle business 
And that it kind of came from my my uh, daycare business because I was planning on having like a big bus to ride around with the kids in, get nice one of those um, like those kind that the Amazon trucks be rolling in. I was looking to get something like that. So I was going to have like a shuttle service or something like that, coupling with the food was about to come right back to them because now I'm back at home. So I'm like, I know I could be about my word of mouth. Um, and I feel like that. Oh, and I was going to convert my room into a full studio to create my like the Deezers entertainment at angle of Deezers because we kind of create a media conglomerate as well um, under the Deezers umbrella. So I was going to try to do all that, start making beats. I was going to try to do a lot in a minute. And once the pandemic kind of hit me at that point was where I was finally able to just sit back and in hindsight, sit back and relax like. I don't care. I don't worry about it. Don't think about it. I stopped stressing over thinking about ideas. I stopped stressing over school. I stopped stressing over everything, but I had to um, just to get back to a right state, just to get back to my realest state of mind, honestly. Um, and that's kind of how my 2020 went. And, and I kind of told you kind of like the journey a little bit, but that was kind of like that starting point of, yeah, that was nothing until a few weeks ago. Uh, I mean, until a few months ago, honestly. Hmm. But what what I would want to know is, like, what advice? Like, because I know a lot of people are out there. They probably are similar. We're in school. What advice would you give them um, for people who are probably going through similar things as you? I mean, what would you tell them? What would uh, tip you give them, you know? Uh, I would for sure. One of the first things I said a lot to students when I was at Dominguez Hills last fall semester where we were all struggling trying to pass uh, stats. I was supposed to graduate um, spring 2020. So that's kind of what I was gearing up towards. And that was kind of one of the big like um, things that I had to like get comfortable with while I was working on my mental health, that that wasn't going to happen. Um, oh. But like me and a lot of the students, we would be in our tutoring classes um, for this stats class and just struggling for no reason. But all of us needed to pass it to graduate. And that teacher gave me an F um, after begging, pleading, apologizing when I maybe shouldn't have. She oh. deserved for me to go off on her, but I decided to gather it back because I know as a brother, I'm going to look bad in this scenario. So I said, <laughs> let me just breathe real quick. Um, but through all that, like one of the things I noticed, I kept saying a lot then was just keep fighting a good fight, man. Like keep trying to persevere. You know, like in business, everybody will tell you, know your why. Apply that to life, apply that to school, apply that to why you wake up in the mornings, honestly. Uh -huh. Because when you're in your best state and you know your why, oh, you're hungrier to go get it. When you're in your worst state and you know your why, you're more motivated to keep pushing forward when you know there's nothing in front of you, but there's just that that faith of a mustard seed at that point when you know your why in those rough times. And that's kind of what I would say to students because personally, I'm not going to sit here and act like I like school. I hate school. Personally, <laughs> I kind of hate Dominguez Hills, if we're going to be honest. Um, I've got <laughs> a multitude of issues at that institution. And I only was there from fall 2018 to um, February 2020. Like, I'm still technically taking online classes now, but I was only on campus for a year and a half and have grown a lot of animosity. Learned a lot in entrepreneurship. So you got to take the good with the bad. So I won't neglect making that point. But overall, I don't like it. And I don't like school. And a lot of the time, Deezers had a rough patch in 2018 and 2019 because I'm even more of a full-time student. Like now I'm not working on just trying to get my AA and a full-time student. Now I'm trying to work on getting my BA and a full-time student and in a new environment. Don't really have the kitchen space, can do merch, but don't really have the, um, the um, oh my gosh. Let me finish my point and then I'm gonna tell you why I said, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, don't really have the uh, resources to, um, to kind of get things going. So I had to like, Koya talked to me a lot about like, well, you're in school right now. Just try to focus, just try to lock in. Like, it's not gonna be forever. It is okay. Like, cause I looked at myself like, oh, I'm, I'm a disappointment. I'm not doing success. I'm not doing good in my business. I'm like all these negative thoughts about myself and kind of my journey. But in hindsight, I'm a real student right now. So like, 
you got a lot on your plate. So ultimately just keep fighting a good fight, honestly. Right. And you, I mean, you also had like a lot of opportunities. I mean, just for everybody out there, like your, your journey as an entrepreneur, you know, when you, you got involved in, what was that program called? Um, At the uh, yes. The, the, uh, the innovation incubator. And uh, that so heartily was the one reason why I knew I was where I needed to be. Right. And so you got involved with the innovation incubator, which I, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's like a conglomerate of um, local entrepreneurs in the Los Angeles area. And so I remember, um, you know, sometimes when you go to college, people, they it's not really about the, the degree. It's about the connections that for you sure. make. And I mean, almost every week you were calling me, telling me that you had networked with this entrepreneur that ran like this crate, this like, you know, restaurant or this business or whatever in LA. And you were constantly um, being put at the table and right next to these people. Yeah. And, and so sometimes like even me and Tish, we met in college, you know, um, I think that sometimes people don't realize that, you know, college is not just about the degree. It's about, you know, growing up and becoming independent. It's about um, creating um, relationships with people and networking and, and kind of finding out like who you are. Um, and you also got a lot of opportunities that some yeah. of them hand out and some of them didn't like with that mm -hmm. opportunity with the cheat day. I mean, that was like huge. There were a lot of opportunities when I first got there, like my first month there. Oh, I thought I was about to set LA on fire. Like I met this one teacher that I had to go up and tell him cause he was my marketing teacher. And his intro just sounded so good. I said, oh, you need to know about D'Artagnan and Desertsen. So I introduced him to me and we met for drinks the next Saturday. And from there, we talked business. We talked what my goals were. We talked everything. The next day, he brings me to like where the innovation incubator met at the school, like in the cuts. And I had to do my first live pitch that day. Like, oh, just pitch. We had a pitch workshop that day. So instantly now I'm in the room where I needed to be at and I'm doing things that I need to work at because pitching, going after financing, all that type of stuff is what I'm interested in. So, oh, I'm in the game now. I don't care what we got going on in classes, but now I'm in the game. Um, and that same guy referred me over to these people that was creating a new pop-up in downtown LA called Cheat Dayland at that time. So I was about to have a merch in there. I was about to have a food in there. I was trying to find commercial. I was about, I was trying to make moves at first. Um, a few months later, it just didn't pan out. Um, honestly, the people kind of ghosted me. Um, and it was another thing I had to digest at that time. There was a lot of things I had to digest at that time. A lot of growth, mm -hmm. a lot of growth. And trying not to take things personal, get too upset about certain things, but just kind of try to keep sharpening my tool, honestly. And that's kind of how I looked at it. Like any workshop they had, influencers, how to run a nonprofit. I didn't have a nonprofit at that time, but I still wanted to know um, how to um, how to um, obtain funding, how to um, how to just anything like anything in business we were doing like Wednesday, Thursday workshops like I had nothing else to do but go sit there. I promise you that. And that's where I soaked up so much game to where my perspective on my time at Dominguez Hills is like here in Richmond and in the Bay Area, I learned how to hustle. I learned how to go and make a dollar. I learned how to go make a dollar the honest way off of just an idea, honestly. You know what I mean? And knowing I can make proof of concept a thing. Mm -hmm. But out there, I learned how to scale up. And that's really what I wanted to pay attention to because I'm about big business. But not everybody around here understands that lane. Um, and it's crazy because when I was out there, they helped me see it from A to Z and as simplified as a process, not to say it's easy, not to say it's like super like it's doable, though. That's the point. You know what I mean? Like I could see Z. I can see what's over there. I can see that I like that, but I can only get to G naturally or maybe, you know what I mean? But yeah. there to help me complete the alphabet and see 
point A to point Z and how to execute it um, and the steps that's needed to do it to where now my main goal kind of just became, oh, I kind of got to give this all back to the streets. Like I started learning about co-packers and that's where if you got a recipe or if you have something that like a drink, snacks, food, whatever, but you want to get into the grocery stores, you got to get a co-packer. Co-packer, they'll mix, they'll process your dry goods, your liquids, whatever, put it into a store. They'll do it to Amazon for you all. But it's about resources and knowing that stuff. And that's kind of what I gained there from my experience. But I, I had actually kind of overreacted a few minutes ago because my computer was about to die. Now it's on 2%, so I need to go get my charger. Okay. But also, there's a port kind of on the other side of this wall. So I may have to kind of just position there and we'll gauge it. Um, but I didn't want it to die. Um, and it was at five and now it's at two. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We'll, we'll go with you on your journey. Um, so this is interesting that you say that because Daryl was just talking about that. Um, yeah. I think it's it's very interesting because I see a lot of uh, what Daryl was talking about and what you're saying, which is he went to school in Miami um, and he really kind of, he, he talked about being a student of the game. Um, and like mm -hmm. a lot of in like whatever industry that they're in, they don't want to be a student of the game. It's just like, okay, I have this thing. Even myself, it's like, oh, well, I'm an actress. That's all that I, I want to want to know how to do. I like, and, and don't get me wrong. I think that mastery is important. I think, you know, uh, being a master of your work, of your craft is, is highly important, important. And I'm not diminishing that. However, mm -hmm. I, I do understand what Daryl was saying and what WAP is saying also, which is, you know, you have to be like inquisitive about all aspects of your business and the very different ways in, uh, that you can diversify and kind of like, um, diversify in your industry, you know? And, um, yeah, like I just it goes back to also like with Tish's ebook that's gonna be coming out soon. Uh, Wap, you said, you know, you just have to understand that it's doable. And one thing that yeah. always preaches is that where there's a will, there's a way. You know, mm -hmm. I have seen Tish like take I ideas or somebody's idea and help them like execute it and complete it, even myself to where uh, that's why she's a great producer because she can actually help produce yeah. a product. It's like you said, taking a concept and I, an idea and making it into an actual reality. So mm -hmm. um, it, it everything is doable, but it's, it's like good. having the tools and the resources um, um, for that. So yeah, well, so let's see. Um, so what's like next for you? Oh, actually, I wanted to get into your podcast. So you have a okay. podcast now. Also. What I do, and I did kind of reference it a little while ago. You're a fellow podcaster now. Yeah, um, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what, what it's about. And it's it's a, another attachment to your desserts brand. For sure. Um, so myself um and my friend slash cfo slash finance guy um <laughs> slash financial advisor in los angeles california oh yeah top to bottom another fellow uh richmond uh brother um stephan mcculler we started a podcast called real estate of mind where we couple um business tips financial advice um real estate information um to to, to the world, honestly. And our goal is to kind of provide these resources that we talk about. Like I'm an abundance of resources um, and I just want to share them with people. And I feel like the podcast allows us to create our own narrative um, and take people through our journey is really what we want to do because we're at a place right now where we know where we want to go. And if we get there, it needs to be documented because a lot of people can take from this and do what they want to do. And at the end of the day, we're just trying to give out some free game and hopefully you receive it ultimately. And it's called Real Estate of Mind. You can find it on any podcast platform and the visuals will be on YouTube as well as Facebook through on Facebook through Homes by D'Artagnan. But Real Estate of Mind is the official podcast of DC California Realty Group. 
We got names, ladies and gentlemen. DC California Realty Group is the investment. Um, it's going to be some form of investment company, conglomerate, whatever, that me and Steve are coming up with to because I'm in the real estate game and we really want to start acquiring properties. So everything multifamily, multifamily, duplex, triplex, fourplex, or apartment complexes. And once we get into apartment complex now, like everybody that wants an opportunity can get on this, but like, especially like our family, or our folks, our friends can get in on these big gains that we're trying to see. Um, and that's kind of like why we got the podcast but it all kind of ties in because it's presented by Deezers TV, DZT, ladies and gentlemen. And DZT, we obviously are talking about Deezers. So DZT is going to be our um, our network that we're creating right now. Um, we're starting off with our business podcast, audio and visual, and we'll have more shows to come. A cooking with Mr. Deezers, maybe a cooking class with kids as well. Um, so stay tuned because in the next few months, there's going to be a big explosion. Lord willing. Amen. So it's called Real Estate and Mind Podcast, yes. right? Yes. A mind, M I N D. Yes. Yes. Well, wow. you real estate. estate R E A L E S T. Then state. Oh, real. Really? Realness. <laughs> what a word. What a word. Um, so, you know, why. I, I want you to kind of like tell them about, um, we talk about having um, a support system. Me and Tish were each other's like 24 hour accountability buddy. And I think that a lot of people, you know, they're only as, they're only as strong as their support system, like literally. Um, and you have a really great and amazing group of friends. Um, you, you grew up, with um how many of it is, um are you are you seven seven I mean, it might be between a core seven but any given day you could range it to 10 10 okay 10, so like <laughs> 10 boys so i just just to put it out there and they're all amazing within their own right so he belongs to a group and are you all black men all black men all, all black, black men 10 group of black now men, but I remember when they were boys because they yeah, played we go back basketball. Yeah, we don't play you. We don't play you. <laughs> they played basketball um, at a private, they went to a private um, elementary school. They played basketball on carpet. It was on carpet. It wasn't even on, um, you know, hardwood floors. None of that. It was on carpet. <laughs> and they have been friends since they've been five, year, five, year, five years old, they've gone to high school together, uh, junior high, high school, and they've even kept in touch um, in college. And all of them, like he has one friend who, um, I mean, we can't say, but anyway, he has one friend that is- our episode three. All of okay. the title is and from day to NBA. Okay. 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 <laughs> so you, to get that exclusive, you have to go to real estate, real estate of mine podcast. But, story episode three. Yes, he has one friend who is a sport, uh, sports broadcaster, uh -huh. a, a journalist. He has another friend, his friend Steve, who is a in film fine. I mean, not film finance. Who's in finance? He has another. I mean, another friend that now is like a wrestler. What is he? Uh, yeah, he's a um, desserts actually officially sponsored him too, which is kind of you guys actually. I gotta, you know, everybody, let's give a quick round of applause to Too Legit to QT, real quick, because <laughs> you guys inspired me after I um decided to be a sponsor for uh, this amazing show you guys are doing. Will um, you let the cat out of the bag? Yes, what'd you say? <laughs> well, we're announcing. Well, I guess people do. Oh, know. word, my bad. No, <laughs> Desserts is one of our official sponsors. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. Yeah. Oh, and Martin for real too as well. Yes. Um, but you guys inspired me to go out and talk to other people I know that kind of got things bubbling up. So um, my friend that we were just referring to, he has a show that's going to be coming out called Time Out where he'll be talking with athletes and his premise is to do whatever they do to like as their release for like their mental health, like, so whatever. So like the first episode with this athlete from Cal, they'll be do having like a yoga session and talking about his journey and mental health and like different things that help him along his journey and like kind of what's next. So 
we decided to sponsor that show. So he'll be wearing some exclusive desserts merch when that launches. My friend Donovan, he's a um, he's a um, he's a kickboxer, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked. Right now, he's nine and zero on this day. He has his uh, he might go ten and zero if he wins tonight. Um, and he has another fight in December, and then he'll be going pro in February. So it's an exciting time. We decided to have the conversation, and Desserts is officially sponsoring him. You may see me in a mink in uh, oh. in December walking out on the fight. So stay tuned. Oh, mink! He's back. You know we got to show out at the big no, fight. A whole mink. A whole mink. And maybe the hat too. With the pink hat. Oh, you know we gotta have it. Two A T walking there looking like Denzel. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so so just so for everybody, so that way they know, WAP has an amazing group of black young black men, all talented within their own right, and I think that it. All of I've seen all of you guys. You've you've all had your own mountains and uh, valleys sure. in life, and you've always been there. I mean, you know, we lost loved ones. Um, I mean, people's like their parents have lost their jobs and whatnot. And what one thing that I have always seen you all do is just bind together and support each other, and also be vulnerable. You know, I think that sure. it's so beautiful to. Um, to see men who aren't afraid to lean up, lean on one another. Yeah, we unfortunately you know, over communicate. <laughs> yes, but I, but I think that you know it just tears down the the notion that to be masculine and to be a man that you have to be strong and you have to have it all together and you can't be vulnerable or open and honest. And I've seen you all do that at different parts in your life, and I think that that mm-hmm. is very. I think that that's essential and vital in business and in, and when you're on your journey towards success to have people to have a support system that you can have a support system that you can lean on. And Tish and I we talk about that a lot on the show, which is like you need to have people around you where you share similar core values, mm-hmm. where you um and you want the same things in life, and you're you know you you create that network that's for yeah. you. Everybody ain't for you. Facts. So, very um, I'm very blessed to have to have them in my life. I have a great support system um, between my friends, my family, and like um, I wouldn't have half of the entrepreneurial game, regardless of who taught me outside in the world. I wouldn't have half the yoke that I have to even go up to these people if it wasn't for the constant tutoring I get from my dad. The um, the um, the main the original OG. Oh, he says you I'm the imposter. He's the original D'Artagnan. Um, <laughs> that man from watching landscaping, a pizza parlor, a food truck, Christmas tree lots. Like we paint houses, we do any like you name it, we get it done. And he's done a good job of. I've always seen a constant that I don't didn't always like where i i go away places i'll do this but at a certain point i always kind of have to come back to work and not like just work as in like you know i'm at a desk or i'm whatever but like no like oh we're paying the house or we're laying down some lot some some grass or we're doing a sprinkler system or we got tile to do or whatever you know what i mean and those moments or those days, usually in the moment, like I may not want to do that work or it's not what I want, but like everything that I get while spending that time with my dad and use it for with Howard, the OG, um, <laughs> I gain, I gain, I gain more than I deserve. Let's put it that way. Um, just so I don't be long winded, but that man, oh man, has given me all the game to be able to do the things I want to do. So Essentially, like between Steve and my dad, those are like my two main business partners that we plan to lead forward with. And one of the biggest benefits into DC California Realty Group is the fact that we do have my dad. Like I can confidently say I know how to build a house, do all this repairs. I can confidently say that 
that I know how to do it because I know I have him with me and I know I can do it. But if he's with me, I know we can definitely do it because he is the handiest of handymans. Shout out to Handyman Enterprise. Yes, yes. So, so you guys are going to be like that HGTV show. Literally. Um, We're trying to get the cameras ready. These are the real estate. You got vision. I'm so still trying to get that going. And that's why we need to talk to you, honestly. Uh, we got a few things cooking. Because we be out on the job sites really getting it in, going from ugly to pretty. And then you get to see the customer interactions of from ugly to pretty. So it's like, you know. And just so everybody knows, our dad is the most hilarious person you will ever meet. He's so funny and he's so charming. Everybody loves him, but he's just unapologetically himself. So I think that, um, you know, we talked about how to win friends. Um, we talked about how to win friends, how to win friends and influence people, how mm -hmm. people like to hire people that they like to work with. Sure. And I think one of the things with daddy is people just love being around him. Like not only is he talented and not only does he do, does he do great work, but he he's literally pure entertainment. Like you just, you, you just need him. He's going to be cracking a joke or he's, or he might even just within like the blink of an eye, just say something super profound and really deep. And one of the things that with daddy that I like, ouch, I cherish is that, you know, they say like in, in a formal education will make you a living, but an informal education will make you a fortune. And the knowledge that daddy has given us with, you know, just giving us like tangible life uh, advice about life and just a life about business and hustle because he is self-made. I mean, we take that in every arena of our lives. I'm always quoting something that my dad said, even everything, everything in my mind is something that daddy said. And I'll just like hear it. And I'm like, oh, it applies here or it applies there. And I think that that's huge because people, they go to school and they think that because they have these skills that that's going to allow them to get to where they need to be in life. But that that helps you to carry out the job. But what's gonna keep you in the game, what's gonna like keep, keep what's gonna make you a constant, like somebody that is able to weather any storm sure. is that informal education because that's the mindset. That it's the mindset. So very you know, true. I know that's right. Speaking of mindset, um, because you're coming very close to the end of our podcast, what are some um kind of like some things that you tell maybe like some mantras, right? Would we say mantras? Is that what it's called? That's when oh so <laughs> so basically we're wrapping this up. So this is our end yeah, of, this is our end of the season, uh kind of thing that we're asking people because okay. last time it was about, you know, racial justice and all that. But um, so like, what's your mantra for getting your mindset right and staying motivated? Like, like your life anthem, like it could be a song, it could be a quote, it could even be a phrase, but you know how like everybody has that thing that they say, that's mm -hmm. like, no, okay. Like you got this. Like I'll be like, okay, get it together. I'll be like, you know, like, um, uh, what's 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 one thing that that we do, Bestie? What, what you you quote you quote uh, a lot of books. That's what you do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, like I'm always telling myself, like, um, you know, like it takes a, a, like a, a diamond has to be cut. Like it, you know. Yes, yeah, something like that. Like, like that, you know. It's always something that like I read or whatever. Like you know, our deepest fear is not that we are adequate our deepest fears that we're powerful we got better like i'll be crying saying that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like what's your life anthem um well i definitely use a lot of sayings like that and you're quick to tell me i have a lot of innuendos i hit people with um but i'd ultimately probably say my two favorite that all of them i like to say but my two favorite probably be um shout out to my dad again don't take no wooden nickels and um, remember who you are um, between you, daddy, and like most like our core, like. And those, okay. No, I'm saying our core, um, like between you guys, it's like um, 
when I would leave or at any time or one of us leaves, like, you're going to get that. Don't take no wooden nickels and remember who you are. And I feel like between those two separate or together, there's a lot of substance because for whatever reason, people don't usually understand what I mean when I say don't take no wooden nickels, but it's kind of like, <laughs> don't be falling for the okie doke. You know what I mean? Like, stand 10 toes down, pay attention, like, understand the optics, like, if I need to make it that specific. Um, but then also, like, to remember who you are, like, we live in a world right now where people don't usually know who they are or have identity issues or have have um or want to be uh somebody because somebody else wants them to be that way. But yeah. in the essence of it, be who you are and whoever that is, you're beautiful in your own right. You know what I mean? So I think between don't take no wooden nickels, stand 10 toes down and remember who you are. If you take those two together, I feel like you could be okay. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that a little bit further, right? For our viewers, we're gonna talk a little bit about branding because what you're saying is is that your core values, which is who you are, make up, you know, the, it, your core values also determine um, whether or not you you can you can um, you can tell yourself that you're an expert, right? Okay. So when you know who you are and you have the experience, then you know you're not you're not going to um, undervalue yourself right. and you consider yourself an expert, right? right. So right. I think part of that also goes in in a more in a more tangible way um, for our viewers into branding yourself, like mm -hmm. understanding who you are. And that for might sure. take a little bit that might take a little bit of work, but once you know that, you're not going to undervalue yourself. You're not, you know, what you're what you're saying, D'Artagnan, you're not going to take less than what you're worth because you know, you're, you know that what you have out there, somebody it's somebody's pain. They don't have the energy. They don't have the energy. They're just like, this is too much. I'm willing to pay for somebody to do that. So we're going to talk about that a lot on the show, guys, this season, because that's how you value yourself is understanding cool. your brand, understanding that you're an expert and also understanding that what you have, D'Artagnan, what you have, somebody's willing to pay for. Why? Because it's a growing pain for them. So that's my little, my little. Yes. 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 <laughs> we better do it. And, and I would like to say, like, thank you so much for your transparency and your honesty today. And for our viewers out there, one thing that I want you to peep is that, um, D'Artagnan is constantly creating his own opportunity. He's not waiting for anybody to give him anything. He's he's like, okay, if this is not working, then I'm gonna go the game. I'm gonna do that <laughs> exactly. Um, and so this season is all about being opportunity ready, and so creating your own opportunities, but also when other opportunities come, being ready for being ready for that. And this is all the stuff that happens in the in the meantime after you created. Um, created that thing. So uh, stay tuned. This episode was brought to you by Blue Lizard Bar and Grill and D-Lizard. Yes. One price will change your life, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just like that. Drop the mic. <laughs> yes. We appreciate you, you all. Um, this has been great. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> No, thank you for coming on. Thank you. So, yeah. guys, you remember, join us every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. I don't know what the Central Time is, but join us that time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, I don't know what the Central Time is. <laughs> oh, well, we got we to gotta figure that out. We're going to figure that out for you guys. But Central Time as well, if you figured out those numbers for us. We love y'all, too. So, love y'all. Everybody. <laughs> come come join us every Thursday and we'll be giving you that advice. We'll be helping you guys feel more confident as entrepreneur entrepreneurs and artists. And we really want you to go out there and do your damn thing. Okay. Right. Do right. your damn thing. And check out Real Estate of Mind podcast on as you should. And if you're in the California area and you're looking for any assistance, I am your guy. Don't hesitate to give us a call. I know that's Right. All right. Oh, and then what is your your social media handles? Um. Well, I'm D underscore WAP. Um. W H O P. Desserts is desserts underscore. It's not hard to find us. Um. 
And the Realty Group is DCC Realty, R-E-A-L-T-Y Group. And if you follow, we're following back our first 1,000 followers. So everybody give us a follow and you get 10% off on your next desserts purchase, food or merchandise. Don't worry about it. We got you. Is it is it kind of like desserts, um, like desserts ten or something like that? For what? For for their uh, discount, the promo. Um, to be promo. honest, I haven't all the way got the coupon structured yet, but I just know for huh. Find it on your page. That's Find okay. It. We have to put the page up right now. Desserts at. There desserts. we go. That's me. <laughs> Find it at desserts right there, ladies and gentlemen. D-E-E-Z-E-R-T-S. And once you find that, you'll find everything else. Our backlinks are available. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate you. you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Sounds great. Thank Take you. care. Bye.